Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hit it, Logan. It's X After Hours Podcast with Mariah and Ty. Your weekly download of X92.9's X Afternoon's extracurricular activities. Enjoy. This week on X After Hours. He was a stockbroker. Made a few more dollars than I did as a pastry cook at that time, you know? I mean, like, if you ever need a very um, unlike professional, unqualified taste tester, sign me up, man. Like My girlfriend is now shouting at me like when she's baking her brownies like put in the blast chiller which is just outside on the patios here in calgary walking like a duck or a penguin like the kids do now all right we have a very special guest this week uh our second take of this uh (laughs) from holiday baking championship season 10 he is a saint chef pastry instructor kevin kniff thank you for joining us thanks for having me guys this yeah, is this, awesome. this is huge that you have obviously come to our much lower budget set than oh, the no, Food Network. Cool. <laughs> it's just like the Food Network. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys never have to do retakes? Oh, tons of retakes. There's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was fun. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited about the show. So excited about, you know, life in general, being a pastry chef at, at Sate in Calgary and the food scene here is just awesome. So it was pretty cool to showcase what uh, Calgary has to offer. Well, the reason we found about uh, the show was because during the holiday break, me and my girlfriend had a lot of time. We ordered Discovery Plus. Oh, yeah. So we could watch. Did you get the free No, 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 no. Oh, you went all in. Okay. I paid paid to watch Darcy and Stacey, this uh, very trashy reality show. Okay. Uh, But then we saw the Holiday Baking Championship on there. We're watching it. And this guy comes on. He says, I live in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And I'm like, what the heck? And my girlfriend who went to state was like, that's Sate. Yeah, that's yeah. where that is. That's where that guy's from. And I'm like, what? And I'm watching the show. There's no other Canadians coming no, on. No. So I'm rooting for you the entire time. You get right down to the finals. Yeah. And I thought you could have won the whole thing. They loved your cake at the end. They did. Yeah. I mean, it was, the flavors were there. Everything was there. Um, historically, they always do a, a two-tiered cake. I watched a little bit of an advance. So I, I kind of knew what the final was going to be. Um, and then it just comes down to time. Like, yeah. I think that one was five hours. I think we had to do something like that, whatever they said on there. Wow. And, I mean, in my life in the future or previously, you generally you make your cake, you make your buttercreams and your garnishes and stuff, and then the next day you assemble. So it's over if it's fast, like 12 hours, 15 hours. Wow. And they give you five. So I think that cake was still kind of warm as I was putting it together. I'm like, oh, man, this is... Is this going to hold? Is this like, it's a Hail Mary the whole way, pretty much. See, I think that's what people don't understand because we're watching, obviously, like any, you know, challenge competition yeah, yeah. for the Food Network that it's this fast track. We get an hour of the, the nitty gritty process that you guys are doing. And I don't think people understand, like, it is a stressful show. They put to you yeah. under, the, under the gun. It for is. Sure. Yeah. And they really test all of your skills. Um, so that one was eight episodes and every episode there was something different a different skill set boom can you do this can you do that some of the other ones are like they're more uh focused you come in and make a cookie come in and make a fancy cake you know kind of what you're doing whereas i mean this is pretty much live tv 
the the host comes out and he says you're gonna make ta-da i'm going oh man so you got (laughs) minutes to think about it and try your best and um i mean my goal there was one getting on the show uh and then the other one was i don't want to be the first one out like don't embarrass yourself here this is national tv and you know, all of Calgary might be watching or all the foodie, all my friends. I'm like, this is either going to be sink or swim. So, um, yeah, once I got there, I mean, it, it was weird. I told some other people that there was a weird sense of calm. I was going like, okay. I'm looking around. I'm eyeing up the competition. I'm like 11 people <laughs> looking around. You know, so thinking always, you don't have to be the best. You have mm-hmm. to not be the worst. If you want to <laughs> get sent home. So if you're in the middle of the pack, I mean – there's a guy in there, Sherrod, super talented guy. He's right in the middle the whole time. He wasn't kind of winning or losing. He was just getting by. And I was like, it's a good strategy. It's like, you don't have to go for it all, you know? Uh, yeah. I also will say we are drinking red wine. Uh, it's one, You like a red wine. Correct? I do. I, you are not drinking a red wine. I am if not drinking a red wine. If my wife, Melissa, is listening, uh, I am not. You're doing the dry January. We're what kind of red wine January. is this, Mariah? We forgot oh, to highlight it's, it. It's just a Costco select. Wonderful. We got Kev a French vanilla. I got a French vanilla coffee. One of my favorites. No, we usually would drink. I'm, I'm impressed, like, just to backtrack that you're doing the dry January. You said you guys are doing a little vacation after this. Yeah, you probably... Yeah deserve it after doing a non-traditional like work year you know like yeah. i just i feel like i have so many questions to ask you sure. but i just wanted to start from the beginning because you are a pastry chef yeah i trade that's right that's right at sate but that's you right. grew up in the u.s like that's what's so crazy yeah, i don't York, think right yeah people know that you have yep. dual citizenship so maybe yeah. everybody thought you were the shy canadian guy coming in and you said <laughs> no i've got, got a little up. uh flair behind it so yeah. i've got the shy, shy canadian in me but also the the hustle and the uh, the aggressiveness of the New York it comes and goes my wife always tells me she knows when she when I'm talking to my brothers or a couple of friends back home because my accent yeah. will come on thick and this and that so yeah I grew up about an hour north of New York City uh, and my first job was working in a bakery as a dishwasher um, and there was two reasons really why I wanted to get a job one was um, my mom said, if you want money, you're going to have to go find it. So I was like, okay. And I was at the time, I don't know if you guys remember the, the hottest sneaker out there. It's coming full circle. Cause my 14 year old loves <laughs> sneakers was the, uh, white Reebok high top with the orange pump, the, the pump. pump. Yeah. Pump. Big Back deal. in the day, it was $143. I still remember this it was a little Probably while costs ago. around the same now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I, that was my goal. I was trying to get into this bakery and my buddy was the dishwasher and the way he, he moved out of being in the dishwasher. She had to recruit somebody in. So he moved me in. I was the dishwasher. And then, you know, the kind of the story goes on. And I saved up enough money to buy these uh, sneakers. And I thought it was the coolest thing. I was walking around at like 14, 15 years old and, you know, walking like a duck or a penguin like the kids do now. And I'm like, oh, didn't have a scratch on it. <laughs> and um, I thought it was the coolest thing. So I was kind of hooked and I was working in this bakery. And it was like, I don't know if you guys ever watched The Cake Boss. Yep. You know, the Carl's Bakery, stuff like that. It was that but i think much cooler um and it was a little bit earlier in, in the day than that there was no human resource department there was a bunch of guys in the back we're fooling around goofing on each other it was like hanging out in a cool tree fort yeah but then we learned the skill so we were all playing around playing around before you know it i knew how to make bagels and donuts and napoleons and i'm going oh and it was just easy and i'm going back to school i'm sitting there learning about science and this and i'm going <laughs> everything else was like charlie brown's teacher to me but this just came easy you know, there was two things I wanted to do, either become a baker or my uncle was a, was a big cop and I wanted to become a detective, 
right? Wow. But the problem with that was I'm afraid of my own shadow. So <laughs> I, I, you know, I was like, I wanted to go after the crime was committed and do all the stuff you see on TV. But okay. I'm like, I know that's, I'd never make it out of the academy. So I, I chose the baking route. My mom um, used to make tons of pies and cakes at the house. I've got an older and a younger brother. Um, so we were just constantly eating. Um, people were coming and going. It's lots of parties and there was always food around. Food was the currency. In, in New York, um, yeah, so I just got hooked on it and uh, hopped around, got a few good mentors. You went to Hawaii, correct? Yeah, so I was working in mostly retail bakeries around New York. Um, found my way down to New York City, worked in some hotels down there. Wow. Um, turning my timeline straight around the 9/11, I was there around 9/11. Um, work dried up. The only opportunity was to get out of the tri-state area, and uh, they placed me out in Hawaii. So I was out in Hawaii and Oahu for a while. Once business came back to New York, went back into New York, and then started moving up the ranks as executive pastry chefs and things. Um, where else? Worked a little bit in Hawaii, a little bit in Las Vegas, kind of up and down the eastern seaboard a bit. And then my uh, going merging into the Food Network in a couple minutes, my, this guy I know from high school, or earlier than that, 30s, we've been friends 30-something years, I'm trying to do the math on the way here. Um, I'm his godparents to his kids and vice versa and he comes up here every he's coming up actually next month we're gonna go skiing so he's american yeah he's american yeah. my okay. good friend his name is danny tosto his dad owned a restaurant and we worked in the restaurants together and we always you know we're great friends to this day um and uh where was i going with this I lost my train of thought no that's no okay worries, you're, you're working got, food we're, network how you how you, how you maybe... eventually land to the food network yes. you were in hawaii oh, went yeah, back yeah, to yeah. new york and then i think <laughs> you're about to tell us how you come to calgary mm -hmm. oh yeah, yeah so mm -hmm. i come to calgary so um he had an apartment in in new york city you know and uh we're sitting on the couch you know leather couch and um we're watching mtv spring break yeah okay remember <laughs> mtv spring break yeah you got paulie shore on there and you got these other guys and it's kicking off and it looks like the phone party it looks like the the party right so i look at him and he looks at me and says, why why haven't we ever why haven't we ever gone to spring break we're we're 24 5 whatever we were wow let's go to spring break and it was live so we went downstairs to the travel agent bought the tickets and in three days we were in mexico on the beach in Mexico, right? He was a stockbroker. Made a few more dollars than I did as a pastry cook at that time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we're in Mexico. There we are, living like kings and doctors uh, at the Oasis Hotel in, in Cancun, and we're having a great time, you know, and then come these Canadian girls. Five, Kenny would talk and talk and talk them. And lo and behold, we went our way, they went their way, and we started chatting, and, you know, one of them is my wife, Melissa. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. That is yeah, spring break. So that's spring break. Holy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she went. <laughs> she went to Edmonton. I was in New York. We were kind of moving around through Hawaii and stuff. I kind of forget the timeline. Uh, she moved. We both moved into New York City. We stayed there for five, six years. Wow. And then when we just started to have a family and have kids, it was her parents are here, so her whole side is here. My whole side is in New York. Um, and we came up. I got a job. I was first working as the pastry chef of the Delta Lodge in Kananaskis, which wow. is um, uh, Pomeroy now, I believe. That's beautiful. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the trick with, with being a pastry chef or working in the hospitality tourism, as you know, um, you work opposite of kind of the general population. You're working nights, weekends, holidays, mm -hmm. you know, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. So when my firstborn was on the way, I, I didn't I didn't have a plan. I was like, how am I gonna stay married? How am I gonna 
you know, how am I going to pull this off and be able to be a dad, be able to be home, be able to, the, so the timing was perfect. The timing was, was absolutely perfect where my wife's best friend found the ad for Satan Wow! and said, wow. Hey, there's, they're looking for a pastry chef, uh, instructor. And I'm thinking, like, I'm like a CB student, you know, I'm not like an A student. <laughs> I'm like, you want me to go up and do a lecture? You want me to stand there and whatever, whatever? I'm like, ah, I don't know. I can, I can teach you in the kitchen. If we were in the kitchen, I'd show you how to do yeah. stuff. But to throw a lesson plan together and all that stuff, I'm like, I'm, I'm not really a teacher. I learned how to become a teacher over years. Um, so I applied and, and I was like, you know, my life is full of long shots. And I was like, this is a long shot. There's no way. And they, they took me on. They hired me, you know, and that was about 16, 17 years ago. Oh, wow. Uh, say it's an awesome, awesome place. They're so supportive. Um, and the crew there is amazing. Before, when I was working as a pastry chef, you're on, like, kind of on an isolated island. You're by yourself. So you're supposed to know everything. Yeah. Every cupcake, every this, every that. Uh, and now I work with a team of maybe, what, up to 16, 17 pastry uh, chefs. So if I don't know something, the guy standing next to yeah. me will, or this one will. We, we chat. We share information. And someone's always out doing the coolest thing. Like when I went out on the Food Network, I came back. Same questions. What is it like? What is it telling everybody? Oh, like? What's yeah, like? You yeah. know, I'm, this one goes off to do a stage with Gordon Ramsay. What's that like? What's, so it's just we're this huge source of, like we're not against each other. We're we're in this together for all of our careers and the students and just to make everything better, which is which is so awesome. It's a great place to work. Well, wow. that's like a, that's an incredible story of how you met your wife. Like yeah. kids must love it. Like finding my parents were out partying in spring break. And that's <laughs> that how we met. Yeah. I love it. Like, we'll have to go. I, my fourteen-year-old one is like, "Can we go back to Mexico? Can we go back?" I'm like, "I could probably different, still find uh, some of the stuff. It's all different now." Different but. type of trip. For yeah, sure yeah, with the kids. Sure. But no, you're just incredibly, incredibly charismatic, and you can tell like your success. I think like I don't know. I used to work in the restaurant industry, and and you just you have to be a charismatic outgoing person and even if you're not you learn to be because yeah. you're just you're chatting with people of all different walks of life yeah and you never know who you're gonna meet right and That's for right. yourself like to That's say right. that you've had this opportunity to work in new york and you're in the hawaiian islands like that is just so cool yeah and it's so cool. cool i mean it's fast pace uh you know it goes off to all the people that are working in the service and the hospitality industry it's it's not easy you can have an awesome day and then a bad day and yeah. somewhere in between it's up and down and when I was doing it in the industry, I mean, a lot of the, the glamour and the lore was like, everybody's got a story. You know, this person is a rock star. This person just got out of prison. This person, mm -hmm. everybody's like, there's all these stories going on. And it's just like, you're not gonna, to me, you're not going to find that in a bank or an office. Like, it's just, it's just crazy. It's that Anthony Bourdain dreamy kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's Incredible. what drew me to it. I was like, this is, this is nuts. I could just walk around and do whatever. Like, you got to make like stuff. The underbelly of the, That's the right. nightlife kind of yeah well yeah and you're just you're you're working with people i think too that it's kind of a lot like our job a bit you're you're in a passion project yeah. type career where you are ultimately it's very hard work but you're doing something that you really love so That's right, yeah you know what i mean you kind of have i know it sounds tacky but it's the truth you kind of have this extra fuel to do well in your yeah. job because yeah. you feel so good about going to work or and these he's having fun while he's working yeah I'm you're having yeah. a good time it's cool opportunities and stuff right like oh, yeah, totally. i mean yeah i could just i could just get lost in the you, we love food so do you feel like um being a sate instructor helped you being on uh, the food network's holiday baking championship 
because you seemed very well spoken on mm -hmm. camera. Um, you mm -hmm. seemed like you were you were calculating every bake before it was about to go down. Like they tell you the challenge, and I could see you like doing the math. In your like head. we're yeah. rooting for you. Yeah. Like I hate to say this, but we're rooting for you because you seemed the most relatable and the most normal. And I think Twa was the other character. Oh, yeah. She's great. I don't want to say awesome. character, or sorry, the other person on the yeah, show yeah. who was so good. And I'm like, man, you guys seem like our type of people. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, Twa, that's awesome. I just spoke to her yesterday. I told her. Friends for life from that show, you I, think? Oh, yeah, definitely. There's nice. a, there's at least 60%, 70%. We're on a text chain, and we're always chit-chatting oh, back and forth. Cool. So it's really, really cool. We just did a um, – we're trying to do something annual. Um, last uh, We went down to Denver and did a whole kind of meet-and-greet down there. So this November, we might do something. I'm trying to bring up to Calgary. I'm like, you guys want to come to Calgary? Come on up. Yeah, I don't do think people realize the food scene here, right? Yeah. Like, I just don't think people know. It's insane. Like, it's so Yeah, good. we will have to ask you some of your favorite spots. But tell us about what you were telling us off uh, off the mics for a bit about... Uh, <laughs> what was that? About how you got on the show. It's X After Hours with Mariah and Ty. It's like X Afternoons, but in podcast form. So chatting with uh, Chef Kevin Kniff, uh, you were just on holiday, Bacon Championship Season 10. You're a pastry chef at Sate. You have sweet Bella chocolates. We got so much to ask you, but we have to know, how did you get on that show? How, how, did, they, how did this Calgarian get on that? Okay, so remember my friend Danny that I went to spring break with? So yes. he, came up, <laughs> he came up last year. He's going to come in a lot of my stories. Um, and we were out in Golden. He comes up with his family, and we're skiing for a couple of days. And we're the same age, really. We're sitting around the condo in Golden at the at the you know little bar in the condo, having a couple scotches, and we're talking <laughs> about life, right? And we're going, oh, what are you gonna do? What are you? Oh, you know, got this. We're middle of our career. Let's make a move. Let's make a move. Let's pull this Wall Street move that we're dreaming about or whatever. I'm like. Come on up. We'll open up a couple of pizzerias. We'll do this. No, I can't. He's he works construction in um, in New York and uh, he does very well. So we're back and forth, back and forth, jamming each other. And he says, hey, "Why don't you go on one of these these shows, these reality shows, these cooking shows? You'd be great at it." <laughs> this and, guy, he's yeah. put you up to so much. I like it. Hey? He's like, a pusher. He pushes yeah, yeah, he pushes you to me. Do yeah. So we've always pushed each other, you know. And I said to him, I said, I remember my words. I'm like. Not a chance. That's too pedestrian. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I said, I'm classically trained. Most of my stuff's classical, modern, you know, uh, this, this, this. I said, that's all for TV. So he's, you know, giving me the gears about it, this and that. We're back and forth, and we just put it away. And the phones were there. So this day, I think Siri was listening. So he goes his way. He goes back to New York. You know, I go back, come back to Calgary. Ski trip's over. I go back to safe, da, 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 da. Kid you not, two weeks later, in my inbox, here comes this, e this email. Um, hey, Kevin, we're casting for the show. Uh, would you be interested in this? And I'm like, oh. I'm like, he set me up. He sent my name in. He, he did this, you know. So I didn't say anything to him. So I write a quick response back to the cast or the producer or whatever. I say, yeah, yeah, I'll be, I, I'm interested. And that just set everything off. Really? Would you come? Yeah, da, 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 da. They start giving us all the, give me all the specs, and I'm going, oh man. So things were happening really, really quick. Um, they do a whole vetting process. You know, they want to see who you are. They want to check your skills. They check your background. Make sure you're not some, you know, renegade. TikTok wannabe. Yeah, yeah. whatever, right? They want to make sure mm -hmm. they, if you get all the way through, you're going to commit, you know, which is fair, right? And you don't sell yourself as this, and then you're, you're, you know, you're a convicted felon or whatever, right? Whatever yeah, you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're very, very careful. So I'm going through this process very quickly. And it's getting, I'm like, oh, man, like, they they, they might pick me. And at this point, I didn't tell anybody. And I, was, I kept it quiet because I'm like, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. I was like, there's no way my boss is going to let me go. There's no way I'm going to get to the finals. 
So I didn't tell my wife. I didn't tell my <laughs> Danny. Nothing. Yeah. So this goes on for about two weeks, and we're getting into the, you know, I'm getting close. Like, mm. so I tell my wife. I'm like, yeah. So listen, um, I might have to uh, go shoot the show. Da, 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 da. And she's like, what? And I was like, well. I, I didn't think I thought it was just going to be a story for a dinner party story, right? Sure, yeah. And then I told him too. I said, "Listen, I, they're calling me for the show. Did you did you put my name in or anything?" He's like, "No." And I'm like, "Come on, all right. If it was a joke, you." And he's like, "No, I'm telling you, I didn't. I still think that they, him and his couple buddies, they they they're jazzing me up for it. You know, put me in. I don't know how they found me, but the, they emailed me, and then all the checks and balances, I made the cut, and then it's the person they were looking for." Um, I'll never know if I was the first pick or the 12th pick. You never know if somebody dropped out or if anything. Um, so I don't know what, what position I was put in, you know? Yeah. Um, for sure they do a fantastic job looking for different skill sets, different characters. Um, and then you have to be able to, you know, kind of leave your organization for an extended period of time, uh, in order to do the show. So some people, you could be the best chef out there, but you might have an operation or a business to run. Sate, uh, you know, was so awesome where I said, I got to disappear for a little while. I can't really tell you what I'm doing. It's going to be awesome. Can you pull me in a sub? Yeah, they were they were so supportive. Wow, and I was nice. able to just kind of minimize my chocolate operation, keep it down. Uh, it's generally filmed, you know, about a year out, nine months to a year out. So after the holidays, um, I'm, I'm generally at a quiet time. So it was a perfect timing where I could press pause in the business. And Sate supported me, brought in a substitute teacher. And I was like... Okay, just don't be the first one out. Here we go, you know. <laughs> don't embarrass yourself. You know what? You're so right, though. Like, even from, from Sate uh, as a perspective where how great does it look to speak to how professional their their professors yeah, are, if yeah. you will. They're, they're masters at their craft. And they have you going, being affiliated with the Food Network. Yeah. You got sought out. And then, you know. Making you, it to the finals. Yeah, the you finals, have this yeah. crazy yeah. opportunity. And yeah. how inspiring is that for your students? Well, that's right? the thing is most of them are coming to state now um, based off the first question, why are you here? I saw this on TV. I oh, saw wow. Gordon Ramsay. I saw there's this is my favorite food show and fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first started there many years ago, it was. That was second. The first thing was my mom and dad inspired me or it was like mm-hmm. um, I grew up in, I don't know, Africa and my parents cooked like this. Now I want to learn how to do it. Yes. So it was like mom, dad or their culture and then it was the popularity of the food shows. But now, I remember chatting before, I, I don't know how many Christmas or holiday food shows. I, I would guess there's, there was a good 10 on between Netflix, Food Network, this one, yeah. that one. Th- yeah. like, and there's they'll be the same for spring and summer and Halloween and so they're they're out there they're popular oh yeah right was... and they get a huge viewership of course so that's what the students are they're you know you watch that or you watch some other trade show or whatever you're into and maybe that kind of becomes your career if that's what you're interested in that's so. it's got to be like one of the most popular shows like the holiday one for I think sure. so uh, yeah. what what is it like like a day in the life being on that show Kevin it's like, busy what, it's a what, full what day. you can say. Yeah, yeah because we say. know. I know we don't want to <laughs> yeah. give the trade secrets. We've no, been no, warned, I can't. So uh, yeah, I got a small little uh, NDA sign, so I can't give away too much. Um, it's busy, like you think it's not, but um, I mean, you're up early. Like this was filmed uh, not in the heavy COVID area, but it was definitely COVID protocol. So. Yeah. That was my second like fear going, oh man, if I get popped for COVID, you're, they tell you you're going home because you there's a whole crew, there's a set, there's this, that. They'll send you home and, I don't know, make some story about it. But So that was, you woke up and you had to make sure you didn't have COVID. So you got tested COVID maybe two to three times a day. 
Um, and then, uh, yeah, you went off to set. There was a whole thing, like, you know, if you've done any TV stuff, there's there's makeup and there's wardrobe and there's this and there's that and there's mm. all this stuff. Uh, and then you kind of hurry up and wait and hurry up and wait and hurry up and wait and then it's go time and... You got to bake. Uh, and then you got to go. Like, they just tell you what it is and... You're like, oh my god, macaroons. Okay, let me think about that for a second. We and just go. watched that episode. Yeah, you watched the macaroon one. Yeah. Came and I was like stressing because, yeah. like, it, and that's a thing that, like, I feel like I have to ask as a as a pastry chef. Yeah. I feel like in the world of professional chefs, pastry is a discipline that a lot of people yeah. can't master because it is very difficult. And for them to go, hey, one day you're you're making this tart yeah. to this, and you just you pull that information yeah, like out of your yeah. back How pocket, you just man. did a cannoli yeah. from the top of your <laughs> like, head. It's just, like, you just know. Well, that know. was from my days I mentioned about the dishwasher. Yeah. I learned how to make a cannoli. I think I said it on there. I haven't made it in 30 years or so. But, like, but the what was it? The latka. Like, we walked into the room that day, and the guy, Jesse's cooking something. She's cooking something. We're going, okay, what are they? There's always, like, this little, you try to figure out. It's like playing charades. She was like a latka, and I'm like, what's a latka? I don't know what a latka is. Oof. And then they're like, oh, it's uh, something fried, and they tell a story. It's about the oil, and I think it's based off the Jewish religion or something. And I'm like, okay, I'm Catholic. I don't know. So I'm trying to pay attention, trying to like think about this real quick. It's and like a cultural dish. Yeah, you, you have to like, come up with something on the spot. Yeah, right yeah. you got to have it live. fried. you got to have it this. And then the colors, so I'm going, okay, something fried, something this, something that. It's like, okay, well, fry a cannoli. That's, and, it's got, and then you got to then you gotta think about Okay, it's got to be quick. You got, I think that one was 90 minutes. So I'm like, I can't do something that's a two-day job. You got 90 minutes, period. Yeah. And then the other calculations I was looking at is, okay, you got three judges. Um, uh, Duff is classically trained, kind of like me. Uh, we actually went to the same school together. He's wow. back in Baltimore. And Holy. So he's about six months to a year ahead of me in school. So I'm like, he's going to jam me on anything that's not perfect. Uh, one likes booze. One doesn't like booze. Okay, so you got to get like two out of three here uh, for the judges. So you got to get the judges on your side. You got to not screw up, and you got to be better than the weakest link. So you're looking around the room and you're watching the clock, and he's throwing oh. dad jokes at you, and you're like, okay. Yeah, you know, the host dudes come oh, yeah. in jamming yeah, you. Yeah, so right? he's chatty so. Kathy over there, and uh, but you know, uh, yeah, Jesse Palmer. He's a good guy. We uh, chatted a little bit here and there. Like he was when my wife and I were in New York City. He was the third string quarterback for the uh, yeah, because he's uh, a the Giants. Yeah, yeah. Just incredible, incredible connections. I, yeah, I imagine. like he's Canadian too, right? Yeah, he it's does. Like... Yeah, he's got dual citizenship as well. So yeah. we were chatting about that. I said, uh, you know, he said he's like, oh, you're not the only Canuck in the room. I said, I know, I know. Like, <laughs> 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 but we were chatting about both. He was, he's a good guy, and uh, yeah, he's and you're right in the middle of doing something and praying that something's going to work and this has got a set and the chocolates this and that oh my and he God. comes over with a tell me about your life story I'm like oh now right now yeah. <laughs> but that's, but that's what they want they want to get you off your game a little bit they see they put you, know? you in a real like you can tell it's yeah, very not sure. scripted I feel and that's what no, people no, it's, like right? I can so. tell you this that it's 100% true I was waiting for like the oh do we have you know time no you don't have time to research this it's yeah. This is what you need to do. The weakest link goes, and that's that's it. I mean, they're they're going to give you twenty five thousand dollars, so you got to yeah. bring your A game. Damn, that's what um, I was saying. She was like, "How would they know game. these recipes like well, just without like, even?" Yeah, just, well, you know, like... I mean, for me, for my strengths, it, it was kind of neat because once I was picked and I knew I was going, I think I had, I don't know, maybe six six days, less than a week, right? Wow. And I was like, okay, so 
what are you gonna do? Like, I don't know what I'm gonna be told to do. Yeah. So I'm studying like a maniac. I got all my textbooks out on the kitchen table. I'm going, okay. Because most of baking and pastry is formulas, like for yeah. ice cream. If you know how to make an ice cream base, you can make it into 72 different flavors. There's too much math in it yeah. for It's us. a science. <laughs> yeah. Baking so, is a science, right? Yeah. I've done it enough where it's like, all right, I can see something and say like mathematically that it's gotta be this much flour to hold this, to hold that. Now, are you going to get it bang on from memory? No, but you'll get it pretty close. Yeah. And there was, I've done this for a while, so I was like, all right, you want a cookie? I can make you a cookie from memory. If I had the recipe, it's going to be better, but it, you just got to be better than that last person. Oh, yeah. incredible. God. Uh, a question I have, just a yeah. curiosity, like I always hear about people being on reality TV and then afterwards... Mm -hmm. They, they miss it. Like, do you miss being on the show? Did you like the competition? Like, was it yeah. something you never, you probably haven't experienced anything like that. Like, you must yeah. have um, enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. The, the, the friends, even though we were against each other, we made friends. Um, oh, yeah, I we saw you guys, like, looking at each other's recipes, helping each other yeah. out. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah, like, I told them, too, like, I would help you. I said, I'll tell you what's going like if I see something you still got to do it like the one girl was like what's wrong with my buttercream like it's too cold you got to do this, yeah. this, and this. you got to do it I'm not gonna do it for you and win you your money but uh <laughs> but you still got to do it so you know it, you weren't really going against the other person as you were you're going against yourself yeah um so everybody had the same amount of time everybody had the same uh playing fields uh the kitchens are absolutely identical if you look closely on the set they're all the same everybody has the same say everybody has this there's no advantage yeah um i mean the only advantage is is maybe your experience or if you can do this particular thing better than the other person but every time every challenge is different so you might be great at cakes and then tomorrow it's donuts and then tomorrow it's this and that so um the girl that wants she's she's a, probably a better decorator than i am you know so it's like okay she was quicker and i'm like great you can have it. Like you must have felt proud though at the end when they said your cake tasted amazing. Yeah, like, yeah. Carla no, Hall really good. loved she it. She loved it. Yeah, like, uh, she loved it. Yeah. So the taste was good. Uh, I just kind of ran out of time, and it was like, and the same thing. Like make a gnome and go, and I'm like gnome. <laughs> well, never, like I've never made a gnome before. Exactly, it's, and I mean it's unbelievable. Yeah. Think about. I even thought about this. Like I'm just curious. Is there people that are vetted for the show? that are at noticeable different strength levels or mm. do you feel like everybody's coming in and you know maybe somebody has their own donut shop versus somebody who's worked commercially like yeah. yourself traditionally in kitchens or, or are you feeling like everybody's at the same strength level for the most part um i guess you're yes not really watching no. you're worried about yourself yeah but, i mean yeah. yes and no the first day or two i didn't really know who was who you know but then after a couple of days go by and you're like what do you do for work? What do you do for work? What yeah. do you do? Everybody was very different. I don't, it's hard, you can't compare like apples to apples. Some people were better decorating. The one guy, uh, Javier, him and I were similar, where it's similar experience and like he was lightning fast and he does plated desserts. And I'm like, yeah. okay. And some of the others were like, what's this? What's that? But they could figure it out very quickly. They've watched enough shows, they've read it in a book, they've, um, wow. yeah, everybody was different. There was a few home bakers on there. And I was like, whoa. Like, that's what Thomas said. Okay. From your skill level at a home baker, I mean, I would have guessed you were five to ten years into your career. They're like, no, we just do this for fun. I'm like, whoa. But at the same time, if they go off and open up a shop or something, uh, it's hard to do. You yeah. really got to be careful when you uh, open up your own place. You know, it's very, very expensive. And restaurants and pastry shops are going in and out constantly. It's, oh, yeah. It's not an easy uh, uh, game to win. So, um, Wow. Yeah. 
I just find that so interesting. Like it just to speak for somebody who has been a trained professional doing it for years yeah. and then you know you kind of understand the ins and outs of not only the talent but the business side of things and yeah i think i think we wanted to ask you yeah. now more importantly about your own business because obviously sure. you've said you've had these career highs and you're yeah. you're doing lots of different stuff working in different commercial kitchens but sweet bella how did you get into yeah, that yeah. you got your beautiful hat on for your merch <laughs> we got to talk yeah. about that yes yeah so um you know once i got into state and figured out how to become a teacher i guess i'm still figuring it out <laughs> um I, I, I kind of was missing something, you know, and growing up in small retail bakeries as a dishwasher and, you know, a master pastry chef took me under his wing for a few years and showed me these things. And I owe and working in my buddy Danny's restaurant, I always had this, this itch for being a, a small business owner, small business owner. But like I said, it, it's hard to pay a mortgage on it. It's hard to raise a family on it. It's hard. You can't get both. You really mm -hmm. can't get both. So I thought for a long time, how am I going to how am I going to get the best of both worlds, right? Get my nights, weekends, holidays off and still kind of scratch this itch to be an entrepreneur. Um, so I said I got to come up with a product that is shelf-stable, uh, shippable, um, and something that I can kind of stop and start when I want to do it. I want to be in control. Smart. Right? So I was like, I can, I can take the summer off and I can press pause in this business and just – or I can stock up and just kind of – I don't have to be there all the time. And I knew from running a bakeries, you know, I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be there all the time. You got to open the store, you got to close the store. If someone calls in sick, you're there. If someone this, you're there. It's, you're your own, yeah. being your own boss doesn't yeah, sound as waste, great all of a sudden. Yeah, you got waste, spoilage, right? theft, you got this, you got that. You got, you know, I worked in nightclubs and bars and you got to deal with the police. And it's, it's like, sometimes there's more headache involved, yeah. you know? So I'm like, all right, we got to figure this out. So I came up with a solid chocolate bar um, and the name Sweet. Uh, sweet Bella is sweet, and my wife's maiden name is Belle, so it's the Sweet Bella, Sweet Beautiful. Oh, so that came oh, up with that, yeah. My heart, yeah, I know, love. right? It's so nice. And then <laughs> we were like, "Well, what's it gonna be? What's it gonna be?" And so my wife drinks a bit of tea. I generally will drink coffee, but we almost all of our bars have tea and chocolate together, wow. so it's tea and chocolate. So we we work with a Naked Leaf down in Kensington, another small shop. Um, so we go there and we check out what kind of tea Jonathan's holding and, oh, we got this in from Morocco. We got this in from here. Well, okay, what can we do? And we do a little taste panel with it. We find a couple winners and then we go into production on them. So we make everything by hand. I got a commercial kitchen out in Springbank and I hire some local kids, including my sons when they, when they want to show up to try to get them in to show them what some hard work is. And we go to some markets and we hand wrap everything and, uh, it's starting to grow. It's starting to mushroom out a little bit. We started off with one. So we sell our our bars at retailers. So yes, yeah, so you can get them here in Calgary. You get them here in Calgary. We're we're in about twelve different uh, locations right now. Wow. Um, you can shout them out, Kev. Go yeah, crazy. Yeah, you know. please. See if I can we remember. want to know. Website. Promote whatever you or want. The is yours, man. <laughs> yeah, SweetBella.ca will have all the the retailers on there. These are the sexy chocolate bars I know. we were talking about. And we I brought some. Good. You guys are gonna give, give you some. Oh so you my god! You can pull them out. We got yeah. the cameras rolling. You, you might as well. Yeah, do what you need to do. So we got. Um, usually we hold about 14 different bars. Um, oh my God. This is what Mariah was hoping for, Kevin. You've made a yeah. day. Jeez. So, and let's see. So, so 14 different bars. Okay. Yeah, so we carry milk, white, and dark. Okay. Okay. And, um, oh my God. So you just a couple of them, and you guys can <laughs> eat them up too. You're dying. And what, they're look, what they look like is like this. So we have a carrot orange one, and generally they'll pair up with something. So, uh, Brad Creek Distillers, they make their own um, uh, booze out right up your alley, right? Wow, yeah. And Brad Creek, so they pair them up with that. 
We do a turmeric one, um, matcha raspberry. Um, every single one, I try to make a little bit of a story behind. So I used to drink a lot of root beer floats growing up. So we made a root beer uh, one out of that one. The I brought a couple of extra ones. The f- one we started to do off the show. So the very first episode, I, I wound up winning it with a uh, Swiss roll cake. This yeah, is the Kevinly one. Kevinly, yeah. Oh. So I came up with a chocolate bar called the Kevinly. It's a salted caramel and pretzel one. Wow. Yeah. So that is like flying off the shelves this year. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of them. So there's, yeah, we try to do about 14 or 15 different flavors of them. Oh, uh, my, my gosh, Kev. You're you too kind. Eat Earl Grey's and cashmere chai's and all kinds of uh, uh, fun stuff. So um, these are for you guys. You guys can try these ones. I mean, and- like, if you ever need a very um, unlike professional, unqualified taste tester, yeah. you can always sign call me us. up, well, man. You guys, okay. like, well, there. it's funny thing you ask. So... I've done it for a few years before COVID, and then COVID kind of slowed us down. Now we're back back up and running again. Um, and everybody was saying, like, oh, I want to try them all. I want to try them all. Um, and this is – they're 50 grams. So by the time you get through – I mean, I could eat this all day, but you get through three or four <laughs> of these, it's, it's a lot of chocolate, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I did is I came up with this sample pack where we have all 14 <gasps> flavors in there, and they're wow. about five grams. So you get a bite, bite and a half um, of each of them. So we started that this year, and they have just, like – I couldn't keep these in stock – so in addition to our 10 or so different stores, 10 to 12 different stores throughout uh, Calgary, we try to do a lot of markets. So I'll do a markets and we'll be selling these at markets. It's great for stocking stuffers, great for uh, yeah. seasonal stuff. And now usually it's slow, um, but it's picked right up. Like um, usually we're quiet and we don't do much for Valentine's Day, but things are moving. I mean, chocolate, you got Valentine's Day, you got Mother's Day around the corner, you got Easter. It never so ends your season. it's starting to yeah. pick up. We used to have some ups and downs in it and it's – it's doing pretty well. I'm pretty excited about it. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of my projects I got on the go, and it's, like, it's kind of neat. My uh, younger guy, my 12-year-old Kai, he wants to be a chocolatier. He wants to – he comes with me and makes the chocolate. He plays around in the shop with me. And then the older guy, he doesn't really want to do the chocolate, but he was – uh, like he's like, Dad, we gotta make something. We gotta, we gotta do some. Uh, let's do some merch, some merch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, I said, Liam, we, we're making chocolate here. We're not, you know, merch. And so my wife, she's unbelievably smart. She's got the MBA. She's she's she runs all the numbers. Any idea that I have, I've got to run it by her. Usually, I get one out of ten through, and we'll and I'll pick up this idea and run it. She's like, Dad, you're gonna be bankrupt. This is gonna cost you this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I said, well, she's like, Dad, the merch thing, you're gonna take a dive on it. And I'm like, wow. Fine, but I was like, we'll use it for promotion. And I was like, my son Liam really wants to do it. So in order to him to him to get into this business, I'm like, you're gonna run the merch department. So he, got, I gave him the graphics, and he worked with a couple of local. I was like, you gotta find someone local here. So he gets on his phone and checks, and we found a shop that would do it. And what's the minimum run? What's the break-even point? What's this? What's that? I mean, it's not making any money, but it's a fun thing. He's counting. When I walked out of the house today, we just had, Dad, did you pay for that? That's in my. I'm like, just. I paid for it. But he's like he's actively engaged in this little project, right? Uh, and that's that's means more than money to me. That's like, priceless, right? Yeah, he's to learning, get other right? people and to kind of because I I believe I'm giving back. Somebody took me under their wing and showed me the way. You know, I was young and probably paying the ass and wasn't listening, but somebody coached me along the way to get me to where I am. So. As I get older, I have a bit more patience for that and I kind of show them some different things. I mean, some of the ideas in the small business, they work, they don't work. Um, but, you know, it's not there to pay the mortgage. It's more there of a, of a passion kind of thing. And uh, it does well, you know, and hopefully I'll be able to sell it one day. Hopefully I'll be able to, 
you know, when I'm done, when I when I retire, hand it off to somebody else and coach and counsel them on it and um, keep it going. Sweet Bella chocolates. Yeah, yeah you like guys gotta I, try these. I'm smitten. I gotta tell you, I'm getting married this summer. Oh yeah, I got yeah. ten thousand gifts and things and oh, stuff. Wedding to do favors for people, and stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll be hitting you up for yeah. sure, um, and personally myself as well. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I think you're incredible. Like it's just interesting to even hear Kevin like about the the business aspect yeah. of it because everybody thinks because you work with sweets or desserts it's yeah. all fun and games but i'm sure it's a lot of pressure and it's a lot yeah. of learning and stuff but uh yeah i i'm dying to try one of these yeah kevin we're very lie. excited like, we've been chatting with you for 40 minutes is that right i know <laughs> i know you probably gotta get it's 7 16 okay do you have to head out right away uh, i got some time if you guys want to chit chat we any gonna, other questions yeah we were gonna try your chocolate you try yeah. yeah, and uh, we'll get it on camera. Get it on camera because we do a review of the week every podcast. Okay, cool. Yeah, and we'll give you chocolates. Yeah, high yeah. marks for sure. We're gonna be excited, but I think that'd be a great uh, review. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll, let's flip these cameras. We'll take pick a, a break chocolate and, we'll, and, and chocolate, uh, yeah. we'll be good. Sounds good. Mariah and Ty's Hall of Fame. All right, now it's time for Mariah and Ty's Hall of Fame. And Mariah, guess what? The pocket dog won from the flames. Okay, so back to our better programming that <laughs> yeah. we have today. Um, okay, Kevin, you spoiled us, obviously, by bringing on your new yeah. passion project, your business, Sweet Bella Chocolates. You brought way more than we needed. Oh. I will not waste any of those, yeah, though. You can never have enough chocolate. Yeah. God, I wanted to ask you before we dive into them, because sure. we selected a few pieces to try here. I got a lavender dark chocolate. Okay. Ty, what do you got? I got the rupia, the one you were talking about, Kevin. I Beautiful. like the dark chocolate, so yeah. I'm excited. We need to know sure. where you sound, or where you source a lot of your ingredients, your products yeah. from, and you should tell about how you hand-wrap these damn yeah, things. Yeah, so we hand-make like, them and hand-wrap them in a commercial kitchen on Springbank. Um, oh. I get my chocolate from a variety of different places depending on uh, what I'm looking for if it's nutty or if it's got to be bland or sugar and this and that so it's kind of a mix from all different places all um, uh, chocolate that's coverture chocolate so it's got the true fat in there it's got uh, cocoa butter in there it's really really clean Wow. Um, you know so and then I'll get my tea from the Naked Leaf in Kensington the outer wrapper comes from a, a print shop locally here in Calgary wow. um, the Not silver me. comes from Calgary as well too even the glue comes from Staples so I try to keep it Jesus. keep it in here right so you're ethically uh, working yeah, hard well, that's yeah. the plan so when you buy a sweet chocolate bar in theory you support all <laughs> these other businesses as well you know so you've got the root beer one so i used to drink a lot of root beer floats as a kid so i kind of was going for that and that's then fantastic. The, it's a neat one huh it's and fantastic it's cool right yeah it's something i am a little just different. like i'm smelling this and i almost feel bad for eating it because it's so beautiful and i just don't <laughs> i don't want to wreck the package a 10 out of 10 Kevin. Oh. 10 out of 10. Awesome. yeah man uh i gotta say after watching the Holiday Baking Championship, you've turned my apartment into a baking mess. Like, my girlfriend <laughs> awesome. is now shouting at me, like, when she's baking her brownies, yeah. like, put it in the blast oh, chiller. Oh, yeah. Which is just outside on the patios here in That's Calgary. right. Yeah, you have one of those. Yep. Um, Holy shit, so this is good. It's just been a, it's been a treat. Like, that tastes just like root beer. This is incredible. And uh, while we have you here, you've been promoting your own stuff. Do so you have any friends in Calgary in the in the industry you want to shout out? Any places you like? Like, what's your favorite Spots place you like to, to go? go? Yeah. yeah. Like, what's your favorite place for a, a pastry that you haven't made here in Calgary? Do you have one? Uh, I haven't made here in You're Calgary. You're like everybody's inferior to me. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I mean, I you know, I mean, there's. It doesn't have the, to be pastry related. You could have a favorite restaurant because I'm sure you know quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, I like. It depends. I dine two different ways. One is with my kids. Mm -hmm. um, so anywhere they'll let a 12 or 14 year old go. I like a lot of sports places. So 722 up on 85th Street uh, wow. is awesome. Uh, places where we can watch the game. 
Uh, we go down to the flames a lot. Uh, and then when I go out uh, with my wife just or, or adult friends, we like to go downtown to different restaurants. You know, Model Milk is one of my favorite ones. Uh, they do a great job Across there. The street there. Yeah. Pedro Pascal place. Uh, there's different places popping up all the time. You know, I do uh, kind of in the winter, not so much. But summertime, I love, like, one of my um, – uh, things I love to do is go around and eat ice cream. So oh, yeah. I'll go to Village Ice Cream, Marcus Ice Cream, love him. Um, all these different cool ice cream shops that are popping on these little gelato places. It reminds me of uh, Europe and going to like lazy days in, in Italy and stuff. So I really like the ice cream scene here too. In the summer, it's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, some of my best uh, things to eat or the things that I don't have to make. Everybody comes to my house and they're like, oh my God, you're a pastry chef, you're a chef. I'm so nervous. I brought a, a chocolate cake. I'm like, listen, this, this thing is even better because I didn't have to make it. Yeah. You brought it here and we can hang out and we can talk and we can drink wine. It's the meal and the food and the, and the wine and everything. It's, sometimes it's about who you're sharing it with, yep. what time of the day it is, what's going on, how hungry you are, how tired you are. There's a lot of other things involved, I think. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think I've ever had a bad meal. I mean, even, even it's got great spots. Oh, it's That's incredible. Just, and it's growing. Fresh. I mean, I've been here about 17 years from New York now, and I think every year just gets better. The university district up there is, is exploding right now. Yes. It's, it's incredible. I've been up there a couple of times. So there's all these pockets of development, more people coming from all over the world. I think not just Canada, but all over the world, bringing cool things and ideas. Um, you could get some great food here. I'm, I'm, pleasantly surprised every year by year it's pretty cool that's very, really cool yeah very awesome and so positive like yeah. you just have ignited positivity in our podcast because you just have a <laughs> fresh take and really good outlook on everything um i think that's cool to hear from a professional yeah. say there's so many great places to try there in there's, calgary there's right? lots. yes pastry chef kevin Kniff talking about calgary's culinary scene your chocolates are incredible. Awesome. I give it a 10 out of 10. I Thanks, guys. Like, I appreciate That's it. the sexy this. chocolate we were waiting for. Like, yeah. Well, we, <laughs> talk, there you go. we talk sexy. We talk sexy donuts. Sexy donuts. I heard that one. Yeah. And I said, like, these are the sexiest sexy chocolates, chocolates out there. there. You go. <laughs> God, they're delicious and, and amazing. And please, like you said, you're supporting however many different local businesses when you go and you try these. So um, get them. You know, they're amazing. Kevin, you're amazing. Thank yeah, you for coming on. I talked to you for hours <laughs> like about you, holiday like baking championship. You're the first podcast guest that doesn't work here so you really set the bar quite high for who we want to bring on but thank you for your time yeah anything you want to shout out that you didn't get out no i think we're good uh you know state's been a great sponsor of me and the small business that i have to um sweetbella.ca all the info's on there uh we'll have all the links to all the stores and all the markets that are coming up so uh check us out okay thank you awesome thanks guys thank you goodbye everybody You've been listening to X After Hours Podcast with Mariah and Ty. You want more? Then tune into X Afternoons with these two live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9, Monday through Friday, 2 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have the new episode of X After Hours downloaded weekly to whatever device you use.